Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast. It's Natalie Abbott, and today I have with me Vera Schmitz, my co-founder and my sister, the sweetest person alive, probably that's that I know. That's not true. That's yeah, definitely yeah, not true. You're, you're sweet. Uh, I don't know if I would characterize myself as sweet. It's not a main qualifier. But you are sweet. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. Jeez, just if take you a think compliment. I'm sweet, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about our verse from Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Man, I tell you what, this verse is, is it getting me. It's getting me right, right here in the middle of my chest. It, it does. I mean, if we only executed one thing, one command of scripture, I mean, there are hundreds that we could focus on for a lifetime. But if we only chose this one and we only try to execute this every day, mm-hmm. think of how our lives would be transformed. I can't even imagine. Why did we pick this for a a 29-day month? Well, at least it's a long, long February because it's a leap year. But, like, we should have picked a 31-day so we could just focus on it for those extra two days. I mean, people (laughs) are welcome to continue to focus on this for the rest of the year if they want. Or their lives. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So this idea of being devoted to one another in love, of honoring somebody above yourself, what the heck? This is so countercultural. It's counter myself. Yes. It's counter to everything that is impulsive in me. Right. Every you natural know, my, impulse says, yes. I am first. Me first. Love self. Take care of self. Which those are good things. Like, take care of yourself. But, like, I want to put me first always, every time. Same. Same, same, same. So, so talk about this idea of when Vera and I were talking about this earlier and like how it's hitting us, she was talking about this idea of giving up the right to yourself. What do you mean by that? I actually think it was in an old Oswald Chambers devotional I read in college and it just always stuck with me, this idea of giving up your right to yourself. In our culture in the U.S., you have a right to do anything you want, pretty much. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. Yes. That's kind of the goal. Um, that is a golden rule. I mean, how often do you hear, like, let's say there's a quarrel between you and a friend or a coworker or something, and it's like, uh-uh, girl, that's your right. You, it's your right to be mad. It's your right to lash out back. It's, a, it's your right to fill in the blank. Like, that is, which is what we hear. Like, that's your right. And mm-hmm. when we decide, hey, you know what, I think I want to give my life over to God. I want God to work through me. I want to follow God first, we give up our right to ourselves. We give up that right to lash out back or to lack patience or to put myself first. Like we, we ultimately are just giving up our rights to Christ. Why is that true? Why is it that we must give up our right to ourselves? Uh, because of what Jesus did for us. Like he right. was the ultimate example of, he had every right. He lived a perfect life. He had every right and power 
to get down off the cross, to not even get walk to the cross. He had every right to point fingers and throw stones and say, y'all are wrong. I'm the son of God. Like, let, let God's power rain down upon everybody. And he didn't. He gave up all of his right and all of his power and died on the cross for us. And he had every right to not have to do that. So out of that understanding and just the spiritual weight of that, like if I really consider that, um, if I really believe that's true, it changes me and it causes me to want to live how Christ lived. And when somebody offends me or somebody is unkind to me or whatever, it's having the 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 patience in my spirit to take a breath and to say, because of Christ, I have every right to snap back, but I'm not going to. I'm going to show love instead. I'm going to mm-hmm. be devoted to this person in love. Yeah, I think um, I think too that steps right into that idea of honoring somebody else above ourselves. You know, I, it's it's such a like almost like a weird word. Like, what does it mean to honor somebody? It's not even a thing, really, because we live in such a casual kind of space anymore in our society. Like, how would you honor someone else without seeming really odd, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I will present you with this bouquet or, you know, whatever. Like, does it have to, it seems like almost like this archaic concept, and yet it's not. Like, how do we, as modern people, practice this idea of honoring somebody of holding somebody above our own self. Um, so when I think about how do we honor people, how do we honor others above ourselves? I know for myself, I want number one for myself always. I want, it feels good. It feels really good to be honored. It feels good to be recognized. It feels good to be given an award or to be set apart. And that is like one of the most common sins in my life as an athlete growing up, um, you know, that's, that's most of why you do what you you're doing, you know, (laughs) um, at least that's the, like the, uh, sinful outcome for me. A lot of the time when I was competing and training, it was like, I wanted the recognition. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be on top, getting an article written about me, whatever. Um, Mm. when my heart was pure, that wasn't the case, but when it was itself (laughs) unchecked, it was all about, I wanted it for myself. Um, and Mm. so I think honoring, others above yourself is are can you be genuinely excited for and celebratory of others when they have victory Mm. when they get the promotion when they um experience good things in their life is your disposition to immediately be jealous or comparing your life to theirs um or is it Maybe that's what you feel immediately, but what do you do with that next? Because, mm. I mean, most of the time for me, I don't immediately think of the positive. I I dwell on my own, like, jealousy. I'm like, oh, I wish that was for me or whatever. But it's what do you do next with that? Mm. What do you do next with that? <laughs> um, I think I practice s- celebrating them. When I feel jealousy, I actively celebrate that person. I send them the text. I congratulate them. I, and it's hard and it might feel trite or it might feel like, well, this isn't how I truly feel. But as you practice that, it becomes more of a natural 
uh, outflowing of your heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to do things and practice before you feel them. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely something I've experienced in my own life. I, I know I've mentioned before um, when I was training in pole vaulting, one of my very best friends made the Olympic team and I did not in 2016. My, my, like my training partner went and I did not. Um, and I struggled with this. I wanted that for myself. I'd worked my whole life for that thing. And now here, here she was getting to enjoy all of that. And I had to practice humility and celebrating her in my own pain. And I really truly believe that brought on healing in my own story a lot faster. Um, had I not pushed myself to let her have her moment. Oh, those are great words, Vera. Those are great words. I think that I think there is this huge challenge for us. Um, like you said, we do. We are me first. We're just we're just self centered as human beings from the very from day one. You know, it's it's even like developmentally, kids don't even they don't, they literally cannot conceptualize the other until they hit like a certain developmental right. stage or, you know, they learn how to share. It's not something that comes natural to us. No, you know, you don't, you don't have to teach your kids to steal other kids toys. You got to teach them how to share. So I just think it is so counter our, our knee jerk reaction. It's so counter of our, our way of thinking to think about others first and to hold them in honor and to hold, to, to, to celebrate their victories with them. And, and so, um, so I do think this verse, like you said, I wish we had more days in this month, but it is, it's a challenge. Like it's a huge challenge and it really flows out of in Romans chapter 12, this idea of the, the first verse in Romans chapter 12 is coming out of Romans chapter 11, where it's talking about the, this great salvation that God has for all people. So then in Romans 12, 1, it's like, therefore, because God has done this in view of his mercy, we should be offering our lives as a living sacrifice to him, as, as like, like actually giving up, like you said, our rights and saying, no, Lord, what your will is for my life. That's what I want my life to look like. I want my life to look like what you have for me. Mm-hmm. And then in the context later in chapter 12, when we start getting into where we are in verse 10, it's talking about how do we practically behave mm-hmm. as believers? How do, we, how do we care for one another? How do we express our love? How are we hospitable and kind and generous and, and all of these things? So, so this verse comes in the middle of this richness of, it's a response. It's a, it's a worshipful response to what God has done for us in Christ. Mm-hmm. Therefore, because he has given us this great love in Jesus Christ, who gave himself completely for us, who, who, you know, who gave up all of his rights, we therefore should reflect him in that same way in the way that we deal with other people. Mm-hmm. Preach to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> because I like to look out for number one. <laughs> all my all my loved ones okay. and friends are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, um, she needs to check herself because, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, it's just, yeah. it's hard. It's very hard. But yeah. you know what? Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love. Our verse last, last month, like every day we are given an opportunity to try again. And to be filled with his love that we might pour out. Yes, absolutely. It's, I mean, like, so 
it's funny because my kids have this. We'll, we'll finish here in just a second. Sorry, guys, we're going kind of long. But <laughs> my kids, my kids have this this stuff that they get from school. Um, it's it's called Character Plus, and basically, it's like you should do this. You should forgive. You should be kind. You should whatever. But it comes without any sort of foundation of, but why? And I think as believers, we have this strong foundation of we forgive because we've been forgiven. We love because we've been loved. We honor others because we've been honored. I just think that there's this this depth and this richness and this foundation that we have as believers that's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So so we can do this. We can do it. And not only only that, gives us his spirit so that we can do this. I know. It's good. He does all the things. It's a great word. I, I need reminding of God's love regularly. That's why I think we pick verses about his love and sharing love so often at Dwell is because our hearts just need that reminder often. Yeah, we for sure. So I hope this verse just rocks everybody's world this month. It seems simple, <laughs> but it is hard. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. I was like looking at it like, what am I going to write about for this verse? It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Ooh, yikes. This is a, this is good. And real good. good. It's real good. Uh, Well, thanks everybody for joining along with us today. I am super duper pumped about our guests for this month. Um, We have uh, two guys by the name of Kenny King and William Marshall and they co-pastor a church in Sykeston, Missouri, um, that they, t- they took two very different churches. One w- was historically black and the other one was historically white. And they just recently merged churches and they are amazing. They are super phenomenal. They're funny. They joke around with each other, but they are living this out daily, this idea of honoring one another, being devoted in love, holding, holding the gospel above all things, holding, holding the word of God in honor and, and living it out. And it's, it's, it's so cool. I can't wait for you guys to tune in. So, so I can't don't wait forget. To tune in. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I got off the phone talking to them and I called Vera immediately. And I was like, Vera, it's going it to be so, so good. good. <laughs> so oh, you awesome. join in with us. Uh, thanks for coming on Vera and we will talk soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and, of course, this podcast.